Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Rizzio. I am the founder of Soul Language and the Business of Soul, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. The podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity, create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey, and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm with Vanessa Shaw, and we're talking about how to make a bigger impact and create greater freedom. Vanessa is an internationally recognized business success coach, and an all-around dream maker who turned her passion for finding freedom in entrepreneurship into the Business Growth Academy. Welcome, Vanessa. How are you? Hey, Jennifer. Excited to be here today. Yay. So the first question I always ask everyone is, what has your soul been sharing with you throughout your journey? What has my soul been sharing? It's, it's always interesting, right? Because I actually think our soul keeps sharing. It's certainly in my case, it's very much along the same lines. Um, and, and then once in a while, we get, I get these rumbles and it feels like it can be a complete 180 degree turn. And in fact, it's often about dialing in, uh, being clearer on, you know, more non-compromising in a way, uncompromising about the work that I'm doing in the world. So I have always felt like I was here to make a big difference, um, that I wasn't here to play small. And right now I'm, I'm in the middle of experiencing those rumbles from the soul yet again, in terms of what is my next iteration of business. Beautiful. And so how do we create more, both freedom and abundance? How do we go about do that? Because that, that again is like the golden question, right? Right. That, and the how to, I think, you know, A, before we get into the how to, and listen, this is very transparently, I'm a how to girl. I like to get into action. I feel purposeful when I do things. Um, I have learned that actually the, you know, I have to spend more time on the what, really defining the what that bigger impact is, or at least that next level of it before I start to get into the how-to. And that's a new place for me to be. And I would be quite honest, Jennifer, it's quite an uncomfortable place. Mm -hmm. I think I was sharing before we even launched the podcast today. I'm in that iteration for myself. If you could see my kitchen counter, which is kind of like my workspace, because I've got a lovely big space to spread out. It is covered in messy bits of paper and my creative process does not look does not look organized at all right it's post-it notes and colored pens and scribbled notes and everything and I think I've got about three journals open in different places um, at the moment but I'm in that process for me it's about when we want to create more impact we have to really define what it looks like and certainly what it looks like for that next level um, and I, then I always want to be, for me, running it through my filter of what will this mean in terms of freedom? Um, I don't want to you know, back myself into a corner in the business. And I think that that's often one of those misconceptions 
that we live inside of society with is that when we're making a bigger impact, we have to work harder, we have to put in more hours, we have to sacrifice so much more. And of course, there's there's a place where we have to do some of the, you know, kind of lay down some of the tracks now to make things easier for the future. But I'm also constantly checking in with now as I'm creating that next level of what, of how it feels energetically for me. Does it feel expansive? Does it feel exciting? Um, so you know that I so that I can get really behind it. And then in terms of really delivery model, right? Because that's what we're often talking about when it comes to freedom. Is what's the delivery model for my next level of work look like? So that clients are still getting amazing results, but not everything is so dependent on me. Um, and how do I, as I say, I free myself up so that I can keep creating value for the clients that we're working with and for future clients. So let's go back to delivery model because everyone went, huh, what's that about? So what, what do you mean by delivery model? Yeah. And listen, it can look like so many different things. Um, but it ultimately, right. If we're in work for our, you know, we, we are self-employed, we, we doing our work. I know that you work with a lot of transformational professionals that are, you know, creating breakthroughs and transformations for people and organizations. Well, there is delivery in their services, right? That, that looks a certain way, whether that's, one-to-one sessions, group workshops, trainings, online programs, perhaps accelerated VIP days, right? Lots of, there's just so many different ways it can look. I will, again, very honestly share that in the early days for me in business, um, and, and listen, it still catches me out now once in a while as well. A really good girlfriend called me out on it over the weekend, and I'm so grateful for that, is that I can still think that I have to be involved in every bit of delivery or a lot of delivery in order for the clients to get those outcomes. Instead of being the architect of the system, right, the system and the program, Mm -hmm. and then I can bring together, A, my experts, my other coaches that can also assist in that delivery. And of course, I can look at how do I create, um, use automation, use the tools, right, so that I can put my content out in the world, repurpose it, but it not being so dependent on me the whole time. Love it. So as we're going through those growing pains, what do you suggest about keep earn? How do you keep earning and still go through those growing pains without it impacting your business? That is a great question. Um, And some of that honestly depends, right? It really depends on what level somebody is at in business you know, when we're earlier stage and perhaps we're really dependent on the income, um, it gets tricky because sometimes we feel, I am like, listen, I felt like that many times I wanted to take a pause, but yet I couldn't because still needed to keep a serving the clients and bringing clients in. I would often still use that though, as a way to test some of my new ideas. So perhaps, and I'll think back to a very specific example when I was, you know, probably going through a significant up level around probably a quarter of a million, you know, 300,000 in annual revenue, and I was getting maxed out. One of the things I created then were VIP days, which is where I could work in an accelerated way with a client, um, get them results quickly, but it didn't depend on a lot of delivery for me, say, over a six-month period. 
So the clients were getting results quicker and it spoke to a certain client that wanted to move quickly. And it effectively gave me a cash, you know, payday of say 15,000 for the day that previously it may have taken me six months to earn. So that was a way that I was probably testing a new delivery model to actually see if the market, you know, was willing to buy it. And then it was a way for me to actually add that to my offerings. Now, later on, as a business is more mature, I'm in a, you know, a different position today. Not that it can go on forever, I might add, right? Because it's not like I've got, you know, millions and millions sitting in business bank accounts and, you know, just waiting to be used for like reserves. But when we've built the business and we've got cash cushions and we've got reserves and we're not running the business month to month and kind of living paycheck to paycheck, um, I know full well now that I can kind of take my foot off the gas at least for a good couple of weeks and figure out like this next direction without there being some immediate financial stress. But that, you know, that's been built up over time. It means that I know my cash flow. I know my numbers. I kind of know that I can give myself some grace right now uh, to work more on developing the next level of the business than directly in it. And by the way, again, that's got a deadline to it. It's not, you know, as I say, it's not going on for weeks and weeks. It's giving myself probably the grace of about a two week period. Um, where I'm just more creative in the background, knowing full well that I'm building that next bigger piece for the business. So, okay, so everyone's not in that position, right? How do you how do you deal with the growing pains of doing something new? How do you build up reserves? That's really the question. Like, how do you get to a place? where you have that success, where you can build up, build reserves up. Yeah. And I, the, the answer is a lot earlier than people think. So one of the big mistakes I see, I, again, I made it for myself. And if I could do over, I would do things differently is that um, people are growing their businesses and they're investing back into their businesses and basically bringing everything back down very close to zero the whole time. And they kind of get used to doing that, which means it becomes comfortable um, and most definitely not paying themselves the amount that they should be. And they are not building a upper financial cushion in the business, which essentially does, it feeds this feast and famine model, right? Because it does mean, oh my gosh, I'm down to zero the whole time. I need to keep working. I need to bring on clients. Oftentimes we end up bringing on the wrong clients because, you know, we've created that model and we need to realize that we have created that model for ourselves and therefore we can change it. So again, these are, you know, I know they're frustrating. They can be frustrating answers. I was speaking on this at an event the other day and people were asking me similar questions. And I said, it's like a muscle. We can't build and flex that muscle immediately overnight if we haven't been used to flexing it before. And one of the women in the audience had shared, she said, I'm pretty much back down to zero at the beginning of every single month. And I said, I get it, you know, and, you know, a whole lot of people put their, you know, their hands up in the audience as well. So she absolutely wasn't alone. And my advice then was to start flexing that muscle, even if it's just with a couple of hundred dollars, so that she gets used to no longer seeing the zeros and putting that money in a separate account so that she can actually start to see it grow. 
Um, but we have to be mindful of not buying into some of the stories that we, you know, we think, Jennifer, that we've got to keep investing fully in our business. And as I say, we're, we're investing so much in different programs and different tools. And I see a lot of women particularly, you know, investing in skill sets that, you know, frankly, they probably shouldn't even be spending their time on. Um, and then, as I say, you know, they're running out of time and they're running out of money. And we have to start to get more mindful about how we use our time in growing the business um, and serving an existing business and also making sure that we are not completely stressing ourselves out financially, because, as I say, we're just spending absolutely everything that comes in. Beautiful. What do you feel? is besides putting money and paying yourself aside, what do you feel is one of the biggest um, structures or strategies that you've used to grow your own business? Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, one of the things that I did from a very, uh, very, very early on, in fact, it was probably like my, my first big contract. And I think this is where, again, people get it back to front they listen to advice that's kind of out there in the marketplace from marketeers and everything is kind of like about building your business from the ground up. Um, so what that looks like in practice is, well, we'll start with a little low offer, get, you know, a whole bunch of people into it. And that could be something relatively inexpensive, you know, $197 or less, let's say. Um, then you build your next offer on top of that and kind of like it's, it's assuming that there's an ascension model in the business and that people will start at the bottom and work up to the top. Um, I'm like, for me, that just takes way too long. And for most people, they actually going to go broke or at least burn out in the process because they haven't got enough people to market to. It's, you know, it tends to attract, frankly, the wrong types of clients anyway, um, and then, as I say, cash flow never works in the business, not to mention that attracting those wrong clients plays havoc with our self-worth and our self-confidence, which are really important, non-financial, but incredibly valuable assets that we need as business owners. So we we reversed this from the beginning. I, you know, I use the analogies of, let's say you wanted to go in and buy, a, let's say it's a luxury car. I'll use the example of um, an Aston Martin uh, being British. Why not? It's a great mm-hmm. British, beautiful British car, right? The sort of James Bond, you see him driving around in the you know, 007. But like, if you were really in the market to buy an Aston Martin, you are not walking into the Aston Martin dealer asking to buy a book about Aston Martin, <laughs> asking, right? Asking to buy the key fob or whatever I don't want it might the car. be. Just give me the book in the glove compartment, please. Right? Exactly. It's like, you want the car, right? You at least want to test drive the car. And that's where I feel like so many in small business have got it back to front is that they're offering these little things instead of going for, you know, the big thing that offers the big transformation. Um, And it's also the bigger thing that you can command a lot higher fees for. So again, now we need far less clients to to get ahead to get to those financial goals and to test because oftentimes there's that period that we're really testing what we're putting out in the marketplace but at least now we've you know taken some of that financial stress off the table i would say honestly if i really thought about it jennifer that's probably like 
our number one growth strategy uh, that we've used, that all of our clients use. We call it champagne clients as opposed to wine and beer. I think it's probably fairly self-explanatory. We just completely reverse that model, which means people are getting ahead way quicker. Love it. So how do people re- how do people get in touch with you? How do they get more of Vanessa's goodness? Vanessa's goodness. So uh, probably the number one home to go to is the website businessgrowthacademy.com. And there's some freebies there, some good downloads. You can also get a, a, um, a copy of my book, free book at themilliondollarquestion.com. That's a great little short read, which will help people get ahead. And of course, find me on different social media channels as well. Beautiful. And mm, I have two last questions. I'm losing my voice. I've been talking since four o'clock. What is the one thing you want people to remember from our conversation today? Gosh, you're asking all these great questions for somebody (laughs) that's been going since four o'clock. What is the one thing? Um, Honestly, the one thing is you can get there a lot quicker than you think. That would be the one thing, like focus on champagne clients, reverse that model, you know, really tip tip it on its head. You don't have to then have so much of all that financial stress and roller coaster and you can get there a darn sight quicker. Love it. And my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? If I were a magnet, um... We all deserve to live rich and fulfilling lives. Beautiful. I second that, Magnet. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much for spending such groovy time with me and providing the listeners with some amazing guidance and support. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Always a pleasure. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Soul, uh, Ask and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. This podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a comment, write a review, share this with someone, reach out to me. But most importantly, reach out to all these amazing guests. If you don't, you're missing a huge opportunity. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.